At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21. Some of the food smelled and tasted like parts of your body after not taking a shower for a week. I think Alinea and Nex can stick their e-tickets up their butt. The staff sang happy birthday to not one, but two different parties. What is this, TGI French Laundry? Sober me rates this Taco Bell four stars. Drunk me rates it 6.9 stars. <laughs> Add the hot sauce and you get five stars. The meat is questionable for sure. But there's just something about these little baby-sized burgers that are so good. Maybe it's the novelty of eating food that makes your hand look giant-sized in comparison. Maybe it's the chicken rings that are peppered with crack. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Burnt Toast from Food52.com, a podcast about all the things that don't make it onto our website, but that we're all talking about otherwise, when we're in the office, grabbing coffee together, or cooking in our kitchen. I'm Meryl Stubbs, president and co-founder of Food52, and I'm here with our COO, Bridget Williams. Hey, Bridget. Hi, Meryl. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Bridget is not only a super savvy business person, but a serious home cook and avid diner outer in her own right. And our special guest today is Adam Platt, the longtime restaurant reviewer at New York Magazine. Adam, thanks for joining. Thank you for having me. <laughs> today, we're going to talk to Adam about his job, which... Mm. I think many people view as a dream job. I'm sure that's not the first time you've heard that. No, no. <laughs> I'm getting the sense he doesn't agree. <laughs> <laughs> but we're really going to talk about what it's like to be a professional critic in the middle of a already massive and burgeoning group of amateur critics. I mean, in this age when everyone is really a critic. Okay. <laughs> Which I know you believe because I, uh, you've written about well, it I've written yourself. Well, I've written about it. The line is, and it's, I think it's somewhat true. Actually, it's, it's it's very true, is that everybody's a critic these days. That being said, do you ever go to places like Yelp to check out what people are saying about a restaurant before you go? Let's say you're not, you know, not on the job, but you're just so looking to go out me, to dinner. Let me ask you this question. Do yeah. you? I have. Do you all I the time? I have. Not all the time. I, see, I really don't. You really don't? I really don't. Truly. I, I don't, because usually... I mean, I... I, I'm, I got nothing against Yelp. I like Yelp. I think Yelp is, I would describe Yelp as today's equivalent of Zagat's. Even though Zagat's exists, Yelp is a very facile, mm -hmm. easily navigable database for finding addresses, phone numbers, yeah. groups, what, 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 what. But, you know, again, I'm a jaded professional critic. Everybody has opinions. Uh, and also, just professionally, for me, I would like to go in without any preconceived notions, although my view is that uh, what you read out of Welp, Yelp, sorry, Welp. Well. <laughs> is, is that taken? Let's take that. That's amazing. Welp.com. Well. So, no, no, like, that would be good. Like, the opposite of Yelp would be what? <laughs> Duh. 
I didn't like. So anyway, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really don't because again, I'm not. I am not going as a consumer. So that's at, one. But if you are, you uh, yeah, you must. Or go to I might. I guess I might. You're on vacation right. in Pittsburgh right. with your family. Right. You have one night out. Right. Not I'm, I'm paid not, for. I'm not going to Yelp. So where, where do you go? go? I'm going to the local critic, whoever he may be or she. Wow. I, I'm, that's where I'm going. So you really do believe in yeah. Yeah. the yeah. What, no, is it, gonna, what is it? What is it about going, critics that you? I'm just going to. I mean, I'm, again, I'm biased. I am going to the local city magazine first. If it's internationally, I'm going to. I'm going to Michelin. My question for you is, like, you know, I represent the unwashed masses here, so I'm going to dinner with you, and I have opinions. And when when you're sitting with people who are not critics, mm-hmm. and you hear them talking about the food, mm-hmm. where do we go wrong? Like, wh- where you don't do you... I listen? To, I listen to you assiduously. I actually uh, view myself as writing for the consumer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and certainly New York. The people that I go out with, or you guys, I, you know, you've all been to restaurants around New York, so your your tastes are quite sophisticated, relatively. So I listen to what you're saying, you know, and it's not hard. Like, oh, this tastes bad. Oh, this shrimp is overdone. It's not that hard, and like, so I, I will listen. And if people say, you know, if everybody is, you know, I don't write that many re- negative reviews, but often it's a result of basically everybody at the table going, you know, blech. Right. <laughs> so I listen. I I do listen. Well, I was listening to on um, the long form podcast, and you were on recently, yeah. and you talked about seeing your role really as providing entertainment as well as kind of utility for your readers, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a fashion choice. I mean, it's like my, <laughs> my way of doing it is the, is, is the way I've described. But and you can do, you have to be really smart to do that. <laughs> Which you You are. have to know your rutabagas. No, yeah, you're right. Well, I know restaurants. You know, I know, I, you know, I've been to a lot of restaurants. So but I do you, have, do you feel like opinions. the way that you look at your role as a food critic makes you more kind of accepting of this sort of crowdsourced criticism than other food critics who might be a little, see their role yeah, a little bit differently. But except that I'm not accepting of it. <laughs> However, you're right. I mean, it's like, I I do that in mini. I, do, I think I you do, are more accepting I of am, it than... I'm more accepting. Well, I you know, you have to... The whole, the whole thing is that critics, I mean, we can argue about this also, and certainly in, in the restaurant world, whether their power has waned over time. That's going to be my next question. And I think, <laughs> I think, I think the answer is yes and no. You know, what what's happened... Even I mean, I've had this job for 15 years, 14 years. Even in that time, not even in that time, in that time there's been this huge change where the grand restaurants opened in a more formal way when I first started this job. In fact, when I started the job, that, was, that whole world was about to collapse. But, and, of course, in the last 10 years, that whole world's gone haywire. Mm-hmm. It's not just the cooks who run the show now. It's the kitchen slave cooks. Mm-hmm. And they have opened restaurants. They don't open them formally. They open them helter-skelter in God knows where, <laughs> all over the place, at all times, everywhere. These restaurants, no matter where you go, are full. They're not full because some critics said they were there. They're full because it's up on the Internet. They go, people go, they're in they, you know, their neighborhood. It's just, it's just a madhouse. So uh, the ability of the lordly critic to cut through that, I think, it probably is it's probably not as great as it was, but I think the critic also performs a useful service to people who are interested in this stuff. You know, I, I, I know that when I'm interested, like I said, in movies or books, I read critics. 
And I, I, th- I think that it, it's still true. Uh, it's still true in the food world. Because the openings are like that, are there less flops? Everybody loves a good flop story. Yeah, I know. I think I think there I think there are less flops, unless it's like a, a sort of a. Even then, I mean, it's like you look at uh, Pete Wells' hilarious review of Guy Fieri. <laughs> that was where my mind was going. And, th- and that was like a setup, really. Yeah, and I, yeah. I loved it, like everybody else. I think it was Pete was very you know, very smart, but. I don't sense that that restaurant's failing. I don't think he drew dry. Right. <laughs> I think the opposite happened. Yeah, probably. everyone's curious. Yeah, you know, and so you don't get, you know, you don't get like I think a lot, you know, it, it happens. You know, people people are going out for different reasons. It's a di- it, it, the older generation went out for show and for status, and they didn't mind having people dressed up in bow ties explaining to them that they should eat this weird stuff in funny accents, mm-hmm. and like just doing it, or that by the way, critics telling them to do that too. They didn't mind it. Their kids, did, not only don't they, they sort of mind it, they like they really don't care. They would they would much rather go. It's like the Starbucks generation. They're more. They grew up. You know, they're sort of entitled. They grew up on good food, sort of, and they grew up in making their own choices and indulging themselves. So they'll educate themselves. They'll go wherever they want. They'll enjoy whatever they want. So you have you have these restaurants which are like they're all pretty good. They're all. I mean, they the old the old cliche is that they're and it's not a cliche, it's actually sort of true. You know, there are, four-star restaurants don't open in, in New York anymore, so it's, it's just, it's just a, a tsunami of two-star, two-star. restaurants. Mm-hmm. And they're all pretty good. And so you can try and pick on them and attack them. And But, like, I, I don't know that it's going to have the kind of impact as if it were the stakes were so high where it's a four-star. Anyways, so it, millennials it's just, it's just are ruining everything. I'm going to sum up what you said, Adam. Like, like, I, like, I know, you know the, the last four, you know, I, I can't think of the, you know, the four star I mean, I, the four star restaurants the whole template has changed so the four star the fancy food now is is all these little counters mm-hmm. uh, it's a much more controlled environment it's a much more intimate environment it's a much cheaper environment although obviously the meals cost a huge amount of money and you know it's, it's all done on the sort of a japanese omakase mm-hmm. it's really that's sort of mm-hmm. how you do it that's economical it's, model, yeah. it's economical and it's uh, satisfying sort of and you know if it doesn't work out they close it but it's not this high stakes, yeah, you know, Dan. So, are you sad about the four star? No, losses? it's my world. I didn't. I was not part of that world, really. You know, I'm not part of the frame. I mean, I grew up. Uh, I, you know, I grew up all over the mostly in Asia. Actually, as a kid, I did not grow up in the, in that sort of grand tradition. I mean, my my own taste is, I think, more in line with what's going on today. It's sort of polyglot fusion. We don't even call it fusion anymore. I mean, David Chang is as fusion a cook as you can get. Nobody calls him that. No. Fusion is an old style, well, weirdo like an, word. Yeah, but he's that's not what he a is. positive that's, word. But that's what. But that's what he is. You <laughs> yeah. Know? No. Absolutely. And, and many other great chefs, and you know, that's what Eric Repair is these days. But anyway, that's I'm more comfortable with that. So can we go back to the idea of? They're really not being pans yeah. anymore. Sorry, I digress a little no, bit. No, no, no. No, you can pan. I do. I read well, well, I was going to bring up your, your review from last week. Oh, yeah. Why don't um, you describe that? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it got some uh, reactions. Yeah, it did. Yep. And I think it's it's actually, it was really interesting to me because now that people can comment yep. on your reviews online yep. publicly, yep. that's basically like, Another form of a review, Far right? Away. Their comments. Far away. Well, no, I just I'm, I'm interested yeah. to hear what you how you feel about being in a place where people can actually react publicly to your reviews and challenge well, your yeah, authority as a, a reviewer. Yeah, I mean, is, you were told, right, right? Maybe I should just sum it sure. up for people who didn't sum read it. it. I'll sum it up. Okay, it was, go for it. It was a, a couple of uh, 
quote, Tex-Mex, unquote, restaurants in New York, which have just opened. And I pretty much panned them. And the comment sections, you know, there were comments mostly by Texans saying this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, which is fine. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. But they mostly preface it by, these places aren't that good. However, you clearly don't know what you you're don't talking know about. When, so it's clearly, to judge them. clearly I hit a nerve. <laughs> I was like, I, you know, you're right. I, you know, Tex Mex is not my forte. You're right. I don't have not spent years eating on the Texas border. You're, you're right. So do you get in there and respond to people's comments no. when that you but don't some critics ever? do. I don't, you know, I, if you're writing online, I don't know about you guys. Like, I don't, I read the comment section, but not assiduously. For your mental health. <laughs> for, my mental, for my mental health. <laughs> However, there's some like, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jerry Saltz, who's the art critic uh, at New York. He loves to get in there and Fire back. Fire away. Yeah. You know. kind of want to. I don't really I don't really want to. Does it's it make you mad though? No. I mean do you No. No. You just it sort really of doesn't. kind of it really doesn't. It really doesn't. Brush it off. That's good. Well you know, because the people who were I think a couple of those critics had actually been to those places. And like or, not critics, the the commenters. The, like yeah. they find well, I like the tamale is okay or the enchilada is okay. Okay. Fine. I like the, actually <laughs> I like the enchilada. I like the enchilada too. You did like the enchilada. I sent, didn't like anything else. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the queso. Queso's, I love that queso. <laughs> you know, these are also like, these were a certain kind of restaurants. You know, yeah. This, it was not, it was, it is what it is. You, and it, also, you, you could, the whole, st- people love the star. Like in, in those, uh, those reviews, if you read those reviews, if I put one star on both those things, nobody would complain. It's so true. Oh, it's so, so true. true. But the fact that I put no stars, which I read the review, okay? Don't look at the stars. And it, I've said that critics, restaurant critics, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but stars are just a pain. They are a pain. Readers but they are like what them. people look at first. Re- re- right? Readers I mean, look at them. Chefs look at them. When I started doing this, I, I didn't do stars. I didn't, I didn't put stars in. Mm-hmm. It was an editorial decision, and so I created this star system. That's the other problem. You create this star system, and I think my star system was slightly weird and flawed. But I'm stuck with it. Well, I mean, <laughs> they're all subjective. Maybe you they're should all... move to emojis. You can't. Mm, I like emojis it. Emojis would be great. Yeah. But again, that's a star. It's a symbol, like five <laughs> clappings of hands. I, you know, whatever. <laughs> People are hooked on it. And it's like, I don't know. You reach for the top olive oils and invest in the best pans. But in the kitchen, how well do you care for your greatest tool, your hands? When mine take a beating cooking and cleaning, which is often, I use Bag Bomb to work its wonders on my poor, distressed skin. Created 125 years ago on a Vermont dairy farm, their soaps smell great and clean hands without stripping moisture, and their fast-absorbing lotion means I can quickly get back to cooking. Treat your hardworking hands to Bag Bomb, every chef's best friend. Use code FOOD52 for 20% off your order on bagbomb.com. Good through 2024. You were just very delicately pushing away the the two items that are in front of oh, you. Yeah. But I think maybe we need to what do we have here? address them. Yeah. So do you want to describe I, I, what you're seeing? So, so what they've done here, what's happened here, is I have these two pretzel-like objects in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> they are New York pretzels, although one is a real New York pretzel, which looks like it's, it's sort of pale and speckled with, you know, hydrated, some kind of hydrated chemical fake salt it's product. It's green. Yeah. I'm noticing. I don't know what it is. It's cl- <laughs> clearly bought at a hot dog cart, and you put, you know, the only the only way you're going to survive it is by putting a bunch of mustard on it. Which and we then, didn't bring. Oh. And then you have this dark, sort of faintly, I wouldn't call it marbled, but it looks like it's been fresh baked and rolled, and it's got a nice twirl in it, and the salt is good, and it's dark and honey. You know, it looks a faint, you know, honeyed, and it looks Bavarian. 
Anyway, what do you want me to do here? Are you willing to sure, do a taste we, test and, and yeah, describe the, t- you know the tasting you notes? You should do. You should do it with my eyes closed. We were going to do that, but it's too boring. It, right. I just think it'd be okay, so, so obvious. So I'm going so right? to take, take the ugly one here, the one yeah. that's clearly <laughs> bought in a hot dog cart and it's clearly hopeless. Wow! So like you, <laughs> you look at it, you look you at it. You can't even break like it, it apart. Can't, it's it's the it's tactile crispy. quality. It's like you can't break it. It's clearly stale. <laughs> if it was ever baked, it was baked probably several months ago. <laughs> it breaks apart in a uniform plastic. Did we manner. have him sign the waiver? <laughs> Well, I'm going to get some comments on this one. <laughs> so then you eat it. I actually like pretzels. The key, I think the key of them, the key of the New York pretzel from the car is if it's warm or not. If it's warm, it's okay. It was yeah. warm when we bought it, yeah. oh. to be fair. So it's to not, the you're not really vendor. being fair to these characters. It's also, true. We won't get, say who it is. Also, get the Gouldens on there. So let's taste I know. It. We should have brought you mustard. All right. So that pretty much tastes pretty bad. <laughs> it looks a little cardboardy. <laughs> so basically, so the, the, the dough has this sort of neutral, flat, Non-yeasty, non-anything flavor, and it's overwhelmed by the salt, and the texture is horrible. All right? All right. So that's that. Let's hope the other one's better. So this thing also seems a little elderly. Mm-hmm. It was it, reheated, I will say. Uh, I was surprised at that. So, that's you know what? Too. It's got a lot of salt on it, and so and it's sort of chewy, so mm-hmm. let's taste it. It looks beautiful. I mean, it does. It's very enticing. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> you know what? It's a little better. A little, oh, but not much. It's just honey. It's got a better taste, honey. But it's not hot either. I know. They it was. Be... It was. They both were. Know, we should have brought our little I know that you're good us. food people. I... <laughs> but the texture I've... was, it, it wasn't that much better. Well, <laughs> he <me>. chokes. <laughs> you don't want to hear this, like these hippo sound. <laughs> but um, it tastes better. Do you have a favorite pretzel? Sweeter. In New York? No. No. Let the record show I'm having a second bite of this one. Of the artisanal bagel. Yeah, it's good. it's, it's nice way. and sweet. And bagel, fresh. pretzel, not bagel. So prepare yourself for more hippo sound. <laughs> we, we should have had mustard. Uh, yeah, I know. You oh, got mustard, fail. but then, then you got different kinds. Yeah. Anyway, we didn't want to distract you from this the, one. The pure... I've eaten a lot. Of, yeah, the, the old classics. I've eaten a lot of them. You rub the salt off, hope it's hot, and put a lot of mustard on it. And mm-hmm. also, I'll always break it off and then put the mustard. Like I'll, I used to eat them a certain way. Break it off and eat it from the middle out. Ooh, really? I, I did it. I did. I did that. Yep. <laughs> Important tips. <laughs> I'm not very discriminating, actually. <laughs> oh yeah, we can well, tell. Really, sort of. Anyway. So, so yeah. Have you ever been tempted to write an anonymous review yourself, like on something like Yelp, when you've just just like no. had a really bad experience personally? No. No, really. Yeah, really. So do you do you ever use your status no. to if you've had like a, a a bad experience, not on on the job, to kind of like make a comment on social media. Uh, no, you're just totally pure. He's I'm, a better man than I'm, I'm Bridget. Pretty, have you ever oh, done do you that? Do, do you do that? I flame. I flame on Twitter. I also no, praise. I also praise. Yeah, on Twitter. I stay away from Yelp, but I use social media. Yeah, for we sure. were talking about this before. You know, I just try and put it in the review, and it's my opinion, and it's quite usually quite measured, and leave it at that. In the interest of, uh, you know, injecting a little levity, more levity into this conversation, I, I did a little search online for some, what I thought were pretty amusing Yelp reviews. God, you you and Yelp, what's going on? Well, I mean, it, it's it kind is of the, the symbol, default, right? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've you know, I, like, yeah. yeah, okay, carry on. I think you'll find these amusing. Okay. And, and I have to thank BuzzFeed for providing uh, these lists yeah, because they, yeah. you know, they're, they're yeah, just... Yeah, 
No one does a better job. But maybe we should just specify that this is a list of negative reviews of very highly regarded restaurants. See, that's the thing. It's like they're probably right, but maybe they're having a bad day. Not just a bad day, a bad hour. Yeah. And it's like I'm reviewing these restaurants and me, Pete, well, actually you're reviewing them at a time where they're sort of at the top of their game and they will go downhill. And I don't go back to review at that very stage, much, but yeah. it is you, you. It is noticeable. All right, so this is called a help helpful suggestion from Marty, and, and he's writing about for, a, a yeah. he's writing about a Linnea in Chicago and Next, which are you know probably top top four most famous restaurants in the country. And you know what? I can see myself writing this. <laughs> but was it you in another time and place? Especially if I just forked over eight hundred dollars yeah. for my interesting looking but probably somewhat desiccated arrangement of uh, <laughs> dehydrated broccoli ends. All right, this is Marty in Chicago, and he gives it one star out of five, which I think pretty good. One star in my crazy system means good. All right. I think Alinea and Next can stick their e-tickets up their butt. They charge a mortgage payment for the privilege to eat in hyped-up restaurants that are overrated. Suggestion to the owner, get over yourself. Sign Marty. You know what? I have utmost respect for Marty. I can see how that would happen. Where's my hamburger is what Marty's saying. Where's my pretzel? You know what? Marty has a good point. So this one is about some some problems with flavors. This is the most pretentious restaurant I've ever been in. Cramped, overly rich, and if not rich, sickening. Some of the food smelled and tasted like parts of your body Yikes. after not taking a shower for a week. The unwashed masses. Umami. Sounds like, a, sounds like a London critic. <laughs> What's the restaurant? That's what I'm trying to find out. I think it's the Oh, page. French Laundry. Yeah. It's oh, French Laundry. Yeah. Fabulous. There are quite a few on that. I think the next one is, well, too. Well, the thing is, like, you, these restaurants are all hyped up. You're, like, expecting something. And also you're going there like a sort of, you know, you do shuffle into these places that get these reputations like sheep. And, you know, you look around going, what? What? What the heck? And like I said, we talked about sort of the gaseous, oh, you should have been there. It's all beautiful. It's all lovely. It's like, you know, sometimes. Okay, so this is one more also French Laundry. This was a note about service. Had to try it once, I guess, but I don't plan to return. The very green sommelier didn't know the origination of several bottles of wine from neighboring Sonoma, no less. And the staff sang happy birthday to not one but two different parties. What is this? TGI French Laundry? I want my 1200 bucks back. You know, see that guy. or Brandon. Brandon that R. Brandon has been reading too many restaurant reviews. <laughs> just, yeah. just calm down, Brandon. But they sang happy birthday twice. So I what? mean, come on. Just come on. It's Who a, do they it's think they are? It's an international destination, Brandon. <laughs> they are gouging we you like Marty. Wine. We <laughs> like Marty. We hate Brandon. I yeah. like Brandon. But you know, that's the thing. It's like. People tend to get you get these sort of highfalutin. People think they should be judgmental. I, I don't know. I don't know. You're paying. You're paying for the experience. You're probably not going to go back if you like it, right? It's too expensive. You're have you're having the experience. I you know, relax a little bit. But yeah, you. But can expectations see are I so know. much a part of it, I right? Know. It's so hard. Yeah. I and know. you know, you're on vacation. I know. You you've saved up to go to this place. It's the highlight of your whole trip. I know. 
I think it's uh, but who can it's win? A tough it? spot. Who, who can, can win? win? Exactly. I know. I You're know. both in. No, it is. It is a winless situation. Yeah, well, both. you know, one should know that these places change over time. Chefs come, chefs go. Well, what did it we do about that? Because when you re- when you wrote a review for me four years ago, I. It's not that I don't trust you, but I don't mm. trust the place anymore. Oh, yeah, well, Where, you, then what do I do? I'm not going to say you're right to, to say that, but I'm going to say you have a point. So I think what you do is, I don't know what you do. Can I have your number? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to call well, you is, on yourself. The thing, is, the thing, I haven't been back either. Right. In, in a perfect world, I would go back. And, you know, uh, Pete Wells hasn't been back either. Or probably he's been back more than me. But I, you know, it's like it is that is a, a perfectly valid point. And that's maybe where you do look at Yelp. Yeah. This yeah. Is, I was going to say, what? this is where the value of crowdsourcing maybe right. and that's kicks like, in. That's not, uh, that's what I'm saying. I can't really relate to it because I don't, right. I think that, that is that is valuable. And there you look, you know, you, you've got to keep looking and look around. It's like the graveyard of restaurants that go, you know, they're, you yeah. find them on Welp. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, it's good. This, this is the other thing about critics. The other thing about critics is that critics tend, uh, they travel in packs, especially when a place, a place like French Laundry, you travel in packs. Everybody's will fall over themselves to sort of, you know, once one person loves it, they'll all, everybody will fall over themselves to love it. I'm not saying this is true everywhere. So we did some, we read some reviews of, of uh, highbrow places, but I also brought along some really glowing reviews of fast food restaurants, oh. which I thought might be kind of fun, too. And maybe we can... <laughs> also from Yelp. This is a good way to wrap up. Um, I think so, yes. Do you want to um, tackle Taco Bell? Okay. <laughs> Taco Bell. Hmm. Taco Bell in Greenwich Village, Manhattan. <laughs> there is one. Taco Bell is great. For when you want vaguely Mexican flavored food like items to shove down your throat. <laughs> That's not bad. Sober me rates this Taco Bell four stars. Drunk me rates it 6.9 stars. <laughs> Add the hot sauce and you get five stars. <laughs> the, person, going, right? the person clearly has a system so <laughs> I would probably go more on the drunk me side <laughs> like the really drunk me side okay we're going to take it down a notch mm-hmm. this is McDonald's mm-hmm. when all the cards are down all hope lost <laughs> all self dignity robbed barren and not a cent left to pay for one square foot of rent <laughs> you the Poseidon of fast food poultry mm-hmm emerge from the deep-fried depths of the hot sauce ocean atop a $5 hydra of drumsticks and batter to rescue those who cannot rescue themselves. Mm. Are we talking about McNuggets there? It says McDonald's, but it might No, I think it's, 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 it, it like might chicken. be Popeyes. I think the labeling is confusing. That I think that's actually an ode to Popeyes. Beautiful. You know, Popeyes, I mean, I mean Popeyes is, is pretty good. Legit? Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> I would... Call it legit. I mean, I, yeah. I don't. Want, but I, 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 the chefs that I know, and I don't know a lot of chefs. They love Popeyes. I think they may be the drunk sober quotient yeah, there, but they love. Right. But Popeyes like the spice and the you know the it's, spice in it and the crunch makes up for other deficiencies. And it's always crunchy and sort of dry crunch. It's, it doesn't you know Kentucky Fried Chicken ten. It's actually sort of. I think there's more sophisticated seasoning in Kentucky Fried Chicken. I can't even believe I'm talking about this. <laughs> I love this. We but it gets it that. gets it gets wet and sort of greasy. Yeah, it's very greasy. And I think you don't get that. That's not a problem with Popeyes. Popeyes has it nailed on technique. Yep, good and, te- to know. and texture, and yep, yep. and it's good cold and whatever. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is 
is a whole other side of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I have White Castle, which I feel like is another place that mm. people are obsessed with, and I've never yeah, quite I, gotten. I don't get it either. You can't, you, and you can't say anything. You can't say anything because you will then be deemed. People are going to comment and you, like, what tell is, me he, I don't know what I'm talking about. He doesn't know anything. Yeah. Well, he, I'm reading someone apostate. else's review. All right, it's so all good. This so. is not me. But someone thinks this of the White Castle in Borough Park, Brooklyn. The meat is questionable for sure, but there's just something about these little baby-sized burgers that are so good. Maybe it's the novelty of eating food that makes your hand look giant-sized in comparison. <laughs> Maybe it's the chicken rings that are peppered with crack. <laughs> you know. I like that one. It's good. And I think you're right. We're all critics. <laughs> Well, in food, Definitely. like you think about it, when you're being the critic, right, when everyone's a critic, uh, there's no topic that's closer to one's heart than food, right? Yeah, it's true. You know, and they, 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 all these opinions are valid, and they, they're, they actually, I'd listen to them. So uh, you've reformed me. <laughs> I will now occasionally look at Yelp. <laughs> Read it before bed every right? night. Oh, well, go that far. <laughs> but I will. I will. <laughs> Adam, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, ladies. Yeah. It was a pleasure. Except for these pretzels. for these pretzels. You have to take those home. I'm not taking them anywhere. <laughs> We're going to give you a doggy bag. <laughs> and thanks, Bridget, for joining me today. That's it for this episode of Burnt Toast. Our producer is Tim Einenkel. Thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Please let us know what you think of the show. Our Twitter handle is at food52. And you can email us at editors at food52.com. If you like the show, please tell everyone you know and make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. And if you have any reviews you think are particularly insightful or funny, we want to see them. So tweet at us or Instagram photos using the hashtag F52podcast and we'll retweet or regram our favorites. For Adam Platt and Bridget Williams, I'm Meryl Stubbs. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>